ball control. Welcome to a brand new edition of Ball Control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Hey guys. And we are hanging out on Conroe's 104.5, 106.1. Uh, someone told me they're sister stations, and yeah, we're probably. streaming. I heard that. We're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And uh, we, of course, want to send a shout-out to our sponsor, RNA Sports in Conroe. Um, yeah, welcome to a new edition of Ball Control. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm real yeah? sore. I can't move sore. my arms. Yeah. So this, is, this sounds sports-related. Uh, it is. Go ahead. What do you got? What's going on? I'm uh, weight training with my sister. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> that sounds uh, that sounds uh, real fun. It is real fun. I <laughs> like I like contrary to, to it's like it's fun to work out and then like post it's like ah this is a terrible mistake because I hurt so bad. See I don't like to work out because working out to me is the work. That's the hard part. It is kind of the hard part, but I I like picking things up and putting them back down. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's the least like I hate that. <laughs> It's fun when you just keep going and you're like, look, I can do more than I did last time. Yeah, so like we have a new dog, and when it drops its toys, I literally make it get off the couch and get them, even though it's harder than me <laughs> just reaching down and getting it, because that's how much I hate lifting things up and down. <laughs> you don't like to pick things up and put them back down? No. Oh, like okay. That's so unappealing to me that I won't even do it for a dog's toys. Fair enough. And you're like, let's go to the gym. <laughs> let's go to the gym and pick things up and put them back down. Nah. That's, that's going to be a nah for me, dog. Yeah. Uh, so you're sore now, huh? Yeah, just can't. I can't move my arms past like, I don't know, <laughs> at all. <laughs> that was an impossible thing on radio to explain. <laughs> but for those who would like to visualize, essentially he he elevated at about forty degrees upwards, and that was it. Right, that's the full extent of my motion. He didn't even get a full ninety out of it from no. from by the side of his body. He went about forty degrees forward and said, "That's it, dog. <laughs> that's it, dog. Um, I ain't got no more arm." <laughs> that's right. It's missing the full 100 and other 40 degrees there, but that's uh, that's all right. That's okay. Um, I'm actually I'm a I'm eight pounds down. Oh, all from your from your you're tracking your food, tracking my calories, so making that's progress. Better decisions. That's fine. It's obnoxious. I hate it. It's okay. You could just always, you know, pick things up and put them back down. No, you can I could worse. No, well, it's funny because, like, on the days when I go out, I don't, I don't do this every day because, like, my ankles and my knees bother me a lot. Uh, but on some days out of the week, I'll get out there and I'll, I'll do a walk. I'll take the dog with me. It's like resistance training with the dog with me. It's a, it's a forty-pound pit bull that wants to go in the opposite direction of you the right. entire time you're walking. And it's she's good on the leash. It's just that there's a million things. She's a she's baby. She's seven yeah. months old. So she's every. Interested. Every scent and noise out there, she's like, "We gotta follow this," and I'm like, "No, we're going this way." <laughs> she's like, "But it's over there." <laughs> but we gotta go that yeah, way. <laughs> it's over there. What about over here? Did you check out over here? We have, should go that way. <laughs> have we looked this way yet? It's like, well, we're not going to. It's not <laughs> on the path, and so I feel like anybody watching, it just looks like I, like it looks like I'm just choking a dog to death. She has like a leash though, and a collar. It's not like. Didn't have like a choke collar or anything, but like she's always just against it. Right. And then I have to stop and remind her, like, hey, we're going somewhere. Should give her you should give her a harness. Um I feel like with a harness she could pull me. That's fair. Like the leash <laughs> too much she has too right, much force. Right. The collar is really one of the ways to control her because like when she has to catch her breath because she's been yanking on her own neck for a minute. 
and it's all her own doing like because i just go one direction right so if she's with me she's with me and there's and consistently she'll have she'll be with me for a little while and then she'll be like what about over here and then she just pulls on herself and i think when she's like okay i gotta take a deep breath again and then it's like <laughs> okay well i guess i gotta go back this way <laughs> oh i guess i have to follow you this yeah. is whack <laughs> um we got a lot going on today um Actually, not too, too much. We're starting to get into... I do want to brag on myself. Oh. We'll probably do this uh, more on Nerd Thug Radio t- ne- tomorrow. But uh, playoffs are coming up for fantasy oh, football. For fantasy football. And exactly where I said I would be, five losses, <laughs> right in the middle of the playoff pack, guess who's going to win the whole thing? Oh. You're talking to a champion. Oh, okay. Talking to a champion. I'm the four seed. Going to walk it like I bought it. <laughs> just walk away with the whole chip. Uh, walk it like I talk it. Yeah, walk it. Like, I mean, it's 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 exactly like I said. So, just wanted to brag on myself here. It's a sports show, and that's a sports accomplishment. So that's bragging. Right. Fair enough. Oh, uh, this is the one thing. Like again, the only the only draft I ever went to took <laughs> like seven hours, and I ate just a ton of food, and that's it. <laughs> And that was the the furthest extent of my draft knowledge. And you know what's funny is like at our draft we also had a bunch of food. It's just that I didn't eat myself till I felt uncomfortably sick. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of food, and there was kept new food just kept showing up. I don't. I think I've never heard of someone who's like they're so full they're just like oh some of this may come the other way. <laughs> like you're bad at eating. Like that's all that makes me think is that somehow you're not you're not good at eating. Like you've screwed it up. Um, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, so there's a lot going on here. The NFL has been very, very busy this week, and we're, we're launching a brand new week today. The game today, uh, I'm going to check on that while we're talking. But uh, last week wrapped up with with sort of surprising news. It's not – it shouldn't be surprising. If you, if, you, if you really care what's going on, it shouldn't be surprising. Fair enough. Uh, but Mike McCarthy of the Green Bay Packers, the head coach, he was fired. Yeah. Um, he lost to the Cardinals. He lost to the Cardinals. That's a big deal. Oh, it's Jacksonville at Tennessee tonight. Okay. Hmm, interesting. It matters to us in just about... If you're not in the AFC South, you don't care about that game. That's that's all that matters. But if you that. are, you do. Right, and if you drafted Leonard Fournette in your first round, you care. Right. Um, that I mean, sounds real specific. Right. Like it's, <laughs> a very, it's a very small Venn diagram crossover of people who want to watch that, that football game. <laughs> but there you go. It's going to be on Fox and on NFL tonight. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, so Mike McCarthy getting fired. Here's the thing. They have a Super Bowl win, and because of that, all of these people were like, it's not how you treat a Super Bowl champion coach. It's not how you treat a coach who won you the Super Bowl. It's not how you treat a coach who did this, who did this. Uh, Tony Dungy was real upset on TV. That's not how you treat a coach who won the Super Bowl. You don't fire him in the middle of the season. Here's the thing. You lost to the Cardinals, the, the worst team in the league. Here's the thing. You have Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He's amazing. He is consistently, when you watch the football heads talk, one of the top three quarterbacks they talk about. They all, they want to squeeze him, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees into into the same little category. Because they're the most consistent. Well, they're the most consistent, they're most successful. And, and what Aaron Rodgers does on a given on every given Sunday is, is amazing. Watching him play with just a poor... Just, uh, just his team isn't very good. Okay, all right. So I wanted to get to that. So Aaron Rodgers has been great. This is the window with Aaron Rodgers too, right? So Mike McCarthy won Super Bowl. And that's it. Just the one Super Bowl. Um, so I was talking to Joey about this, um, about the Packers after they fired him. So this was the conversation. This is what I sent to him. I looked some stuff up because we had mentioned it between us. Yeah. 
And we said, well, the rest of the team's really bad, it feels like. All right, you ready? The Packers have $20 million in cap space on injured reserve. Three of the front seven guys on defense are included in that. And then Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, Muhammad Wilkerson, and Mercedes Lewis are all free agents this offseason. That's another $31 million that's going to come up. And they've got $13 million in what's called dead cap, which is money that's two players that are no longer playing. But because of their way their contracts were, they were scheduled to get money this year. Uh, Martellus Bennett, Jordy Nelson, HaHa Clinton Dix. Here's the thing about those two, Jordy Nelson and HaHa Clinton Dix. Jordy Nelson's on the Oakland Raiders. He's playing for them. <laughs> uh, $2.3 million he's getting on, in cap space from Green Bay, though. That's amazing. So they let him go, and they're still giving $2.3 million of their own cap space up for him. Then why is he playing for somebody else? Right. Uh, and they traded HaHa Clinton Dix because they were they're like, well, he won't, he's not going to resign in the offseason. We don't want to lose him t- for nothing. Um, so they traded him away for a draft pick. He's still taking up two point eight million dollars of their cap space too. So there's just an easy, you know, just four million dollars, five yeah, million dollars, five million dollars, just not that's playing for two other teams. Right, that's insane. So there's gonna be there's gonna be about twenty million returning. There's gonna be about forty about forty million dollars they can spend next off season. They should go get Aaron Rodgers help. As a matter of fact, right now they have five million in cap space. But when they lost people, when they needed help, when their receivers were banged up, you didn't see them bring anyone in. The Saints brought in Des Bryant, and the Saints brought in um, – I'm blanking on the other guy that they signed right after Des Bryant got hurt. But they were bringing people in and working them out to, to add to their roster. The Packers with $5 million in cap Saints, space the are Saints, sitting, sitting pat. The Saints this year have been really interesting because they have been – they're, the, what, number two right now? Yeah. They've been winning, and that's the difference between the Saints and the Cardinals is the Saints have been aggressive in in adding. And also diversifying because they've been like, they know Drew Brees is going to play football forever, and they've played their other quarterbacks. Right, that's right. Which Sean is Hill, <laughs> Sean Hill goes on the field a bunch, and they think he's the quarterback of the future, but he can also do other things. So while Drew Brees is there, this gives them the ability to confuse defenses, and they're taking advantage of that. Another team that was doing that was Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Joe Flacco got hurt. Lamar Jackson was ready to play because he's been running plays already with Baltimore all season. Right. Um, meanwhile, in Green Bay, they Aaron Rodgers can't carry the whole team, and that's the thing. So this isn't like basketball where LeBron James can just carry just and just dominate stuff. the East for four years, right? Ruin the Toronto Raptors, right? Um, so the thing of it is, is Mike McCarthy. Last year they went seven and nine. I would have fired a coach who goes seven to nine with a hurt. Now Aaron Rodgers was hurt for part of the year. I don't care if I have Aaron Rodgers on my roster and we she don't win seven to nine. and we don't win ten games. Oh well, he got hurt and then we're really bad. That's how bad we are without Aaron Rodgers. We're seven to nine. Then I'm firing the coach and I'm starting over. Um, right. Because if you can't win with Aaron Rodgers, even partially, then where are you at? <laughs> right, exactly. And well, it's it, like, well, they won a Super Bowl. It's like, wow, Aaron Rodgers had two guys to help him out? Right, and the year they won the Super Bowl, they had a bunch of help on defense. Guys like Charles Woodson were there making $10 million a year. Like, they had a lot of help on defense. But besides, it was 2006, dude. That's a long time ago. So, like, they're toting this thing like, oh, he gave you a Super Bowl. You guys uh, won a Super Bowl. Oh, you guys are in the Super Bowl. And oh, yeah, 12 years ago. Right. That's a long time. So I don't like. I don't want to hear it. So McCarthy, he gone. He's gone. 
Right. That's I'm it, surprised over. they even defended him considering with those just absolute tragic losses they took. They've taken some really bad losses, and it's just kind of embarrassing. How much time we got? We got a whole 45 seconds. Okay. Uh, The Washington Redskins, when we come back, we're going to talk about how they're still the dumbest franchise in the NFL. That Week makes sense. three. <laughs> this time, back in, back in Pinhead City. Back in Pinhead City, the city of the Redskins. Yeah, that's what we're going to have to call it, Pinhead City. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump out here to break. When we come back, we're going to cover the Washington Redskins right here on Ball Control. Ball Control. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Ball Control. Ball Control. Welcome back to some more ball control right here on 104.5 and 106.1. Yeah, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. You going to make it? Yeah, Yeah. I'll live. Went to cue me in, and it just looks so painful. (laughs) It's like, uh, I feel like... I feel like one of those celebrities visiting like a children's hospital. Like you're like, re- it's like real sad watching you over there. Like, <laughs> Zero mobility. Sarah McLachlan song playing in the background as you make it through here today. Oh, it's okay. I'll make it. Okay, I'll right. survive. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Okay. You're tough, man. Tough it out. Thanks. Appreciate all you, the support. You loser. You are, I bet you don't even pick things up and put them back down. You're right, I don't. If it ain't my cell phone, I don't need it. Like <laughs> cell phone, wallet, shoes, socks and shoes, like that's it. Like keys. If it isn't one of those things, you're right, I don't pick it up. I, I have no interest in it. <laughs> oh, it's on the floor? And it'll stay there. And that's fine. Laptop, that's probably the heaviest thing I pick up. Um TVs have gotten really light. I'll move a TV around every once in a while. <laughs> They've gotten really light. That's fair. Uh, cups of water, but like if it's too much water, I have to two hand it. <laughs> two hands. <laughs> Look like a giant four year old just drinking it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that's just that's my rule on lifting things. Oh, okay, fair enough. But it's so that I'm not discomfortable, like uncomfortable day to day. I I experience no pain as I go through my life. That is false. Right. I experience <laughs> nothing but pain, and so I'm not adding <laughs> to the pain by lifting too much. Right. Um, there you go. That's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> someone's like, "Do you want to lift things until it hurts?" No, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I, <laughs> like everything already hurts, so when we start, I'm done <laughs> and I'm finished. Thank you. That was great. Awesome. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> All right. Good talk. I'll, uh, what was that hundred dollars personal training session? Okay, full hour. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, that's not gonna fly. Um. Anyway, I promised you we would badmouth the Washington Redskins for about twelve minutes here. That's, oh, that's excellent! This is what I come. This is what I live for. Right. So you pointed out correctly that it's now called Penhead City. It is, uh, because they've made mis- many a mistake. Like just decision after decision, where you're like just they keep going, and you're like, stop, just stop talking. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. You ready? So we're gonna we're gonna timeline this. All right. Okay. First, we have to travel back in time. Back to Future Space Year so 2018. <laughs> the end of 2016. Oh, okay. Colin Kaepernick goes home, and nobody ever calls him again and, bring, and invites him to play football. No. No one wants to play reindeer games with him. No. Um. So Colin Kaepernick has a Super Bowl appearance. All right. It's pretty good. Um. And he, in the next two years weren't great. They were up down years. There's no doubt about that. Um. However, every other name I'm about to mention in this story has had worse careers than him. Fair enough. Okay. 
So just keep that in mind. Colin Kaepernick, he's at home sitting by the phone. For those who are like, why do I know that name? He's the guy who started all the kneeling. Uh, and so for that reason, there's a good percentage of the population who just doesn't like him. They hate him, and they hope he never plays football again. Um, it's okay. He still make that Nike shoe deal, though. He did, man. And here's the thing that I'm not comfortable with. If you're saying because you don't agree with his politics, he shouldn't play football, there's going to be a lot of players you're going to find out you disagree with. Right. Um, is this like is this how you do like all business now at that point? Like you disagree with me, you can't come here. Right. Oh, um. Well, I mean, how are you going to feel when you find out that the Astros, even though they went and visited Trump, most of them probably don't like him, but they went because the ruiners, a hardcore conservative, and was like, guys, we're not going to make a mess of this. We're going to go. Um, and that's listen, that's fine. That's the employer-employee relationship. That's the rules that they have in place. If my boss tells me to do something, I have two choices: do it or don't do it. If I don't do it, there's a chance I won't be there next season, and that's fine. That's a decision I can make um, as an individual. Uh, we live in a country of freedom of expression, though. And so when somebody expresses themselves in a way you like or don't like or disagree with or agree with or you feel it does something or doesn't do something. You can just choose not to support them. Right. And that's fine. Don't support them. But if the rule is anybody who does something I disagree with, I don't do business with, you're gonna you're gonna run out of business real fast. You're gonna yeah you're gonna because f- like when they break down these percentages of people who agree on everything, when it goes all the way down to like this this and this, it's a very small group of people. Right. So when you start finding out that someone agrees with you sixty percent of the time, but not on these things, and you're like, oh well, then I don't want to. Now what? Like now you now you have no one but your friend yeah, Steve. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like if you find out Centerpoint gives to an orphanage in Somalia, and you're like, why aren't they helping the vets? And then like, so are you just gonna turn your power off? Like, what are your options at that point? So to me, make my own electricity. <laughs> get three kids and put them on little stationary bikes all day long. Um. So to me, the issue is like, he's if you're a football fan, if you're if you just are care about wins and losses, I want my team to win on Sunday. He's not a bad choice. He's he's going to be better than the people that are about to talk. So if you're a Washington Redskins fan and swallow your pride, your team's bad enough. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You ready? We're going to go on a timeline here. They've lost three in a row. They invited Houston f- three weeks ago. We came down there, and w- it was a close game, but we broke Alex Smith's leg. <sighs> and Alex Smith is now they're talking about he'll be lucky if he ever returns. That's a rough one. This may be a career-ending break. He had emergency surgery within two hours of leaving the stadium that day. That's pretty um, bad. Having That's been a person who's broken multiple bones, they usually will wait on surgeries and stuff. They'll be like, okay, well, the surgeon will be here in the morning, so we're just going to keep you overnight and keep you on some pain pills. That's it. That's all they do. I had the guy who come in and did the extra <laughs> when I got in my car accident and my knee exploded. Literally, it's open. Everything's out and like just there. Uh, that guy literally just moved me around. He just moved me like I've got. Uh, we'll call it eleven. We'll we'll round it down to eleven. I've got eleven broken bones. He's like, yeah, I need your leg bent at ninety degrees to take the X ray, and I was like. Right now? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And he just moved me around and took x-rays, put everything back, and he was like, okay, how do you feel? And I was like, abused, but I mean, as long as they got everything they need. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we're good now. Oh, okay, great. Thanks. Good to know. Um, (laughs) We'll round down to 11. Yeah, we'll round down to 11 there. Um, But so the idea that he got to a hospital, they took one look at him and said, got him. Like, we got to get in there right now. That's a bad break. That's a real bad break, okay? So all that being said, um, Colt McCoy is their backup. All right? All right. Colt McCoy, uh, it's been about 
about seven years since he started a game. That's a long time. <laughs> right. He's been a backup in this league for a long time because when he was a starter, he was terrible. No Super Bowl appearances in that guy's resume. Oh, no. Um, so it's been a long time since Colt McCoy has thrown a meaningful pass. So he comes in, he throws a couple good passes, and then he throws, and then he has some bad plays, and we wind up winning the game on a field goal. Good job. Woo! Next, they played... Uh, blacking out on who they played, but Colt McCoy went out there and he looked only all right. I think it was the Vikings. Played the Vikings, and it, it, it doesn't look great. Good old the Kirk Cousins. It doesn't. It doesn't look great for Cole Captain McCoy. Captain Cousins. Let me get the schedule up here. Tell you exactly because what the relevant thing is. Two weeks ago is when they pulled in Reuben Foster. Oh no, that was last week. So two weeks ago they go out and they just lose. They played week thirteen. Who they play? Let's see the power of the internet. That's right. Right now, as I'm sitting here talking to you guys. The Washington Redskins, they played and they lost to that's oh, that's right. So they're coming into this, they're six and four, number one in the division. That's not bad. No, they're still in a spot. Colt McCoy's in there and you're like, Okay, well if he throws like twelve times a game, we'll be okay. Like, let's just let's just take it easy. Let's go. Let's uh, let's go. Woo. So concerned to cheer. Right. Right. So Colt McCoy, though, uh, so they're playing Philadelphia. Ah, that's who they played. The game doesn't go well, and Philadelphia winds up winning. So now, because Philadelphia won that one, Washington now is like a half game over Dallas. Okay? All right. Then, last week, that okay, two weeks ago was the Adrian Peterson comments, too. So Adrian Peterson, who had missed a year for child abuse, then says, yeah, I still beat my kid with belts when I needed to. Right. So Alex Smith gone. Adrian Peterson doesn't shut up. This week, Reuben Foster they bring in. Coming into the week, they bring in Reuben Foster. No one else in the league even claimed him. The league had to deactivate him because they thought Washington might actually play him. That's how embarrassing they that is. him up. Right. Um, very early on in the game, though, Washington is playing. They're at New York. Or no, New York. The New York Giants are at Washington, and they lose. Not only do they lose, is this the right? Did it take me too far? I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it did take me too far. Oh, tragedy. Oh. Well, they lose to the Giants, who are they're just awful this no, season. No, that's so the Giants are this week. They're gonna lose to the Giants this oh, week. Oh, just kidding. They yeah, did yeah, lose yeah. to the Giants. So two weeks ago, which are still awful though. Two weeks ago, they lost. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Two weeks ago, they lost to Dallas. Ah. All right. Last. They lost to Dallas, and Dallas basically played them. So now at that point, Dallas is, Dallas is a half game behind them. They then lose to Philly. Dallas is now sole ownership of first place. Okay? When they lose to Philly, Colt McCoy gets hurt. Oh, no. Guess who comes in behind Colt McCoy? Who? Mark Sanchez. Who the heck is Mark Sanchez? Mark Sanchez was a Jets quarterback for about three years, and he was so bad at it that he didn't even get a fourth year. Bye-bye, Mark. The most famous play, if you ever Google Mark, is the butt fumble. Nice. Uh, he literally, one time, something got mixed up on the calls at the line. So when he hiked the ball, he went to hand it off to a running back who wasn't there. <laughs> so then he's kind of looking around for a second like, uh, oh, poop. And so he takes off with himself with the ball, and he runs into his own center, knocks himself flat onto the ground. He hits his center so hard. He nice. runs into his center so hard, he knocks himself to the ground, and while he's falling, he fumbles the ball. Nice. 
and the other team picks it up, and then it goes for a touchdown. And it's called the butt fumble, and it is forever in the history of Mark Sanchez. You know who doesn't have a butt fumble? Colin Kaepernick. Right. Uh, so Colin, so Mark <laughs> Sanchez. Who is Super Bowl appearance? Not him. Right. So Mark Sanchez is now coming into this week your starter against the Giants. Amazing. You got to have at least two quarterbacks because they've been going through them. Okay. By the way, Colt McCoy broke broke a leg. He's also gone. Um, so they hire a guy. You're gonna know this guy. You know this name. You ready? Right. Josh Jackson. What? Yeah, you don't know this guy. Nobody no. knows this guy. Here's Who the thing. Who is Josh Jackson? <laughs> he hasn't thrown a ball since like 2012 uh, or something like that. Ah, just a cool six But he's years. been in seven training camps in a row. So, And he's been around this staff. So like he was with Jay Gruden, the head coach. He was with him when he was the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati. He was like the third string on the practice team. And when he was somewhere, when he was in, I want to say in Buffalo, he knew the guy who's now the offensive coordinator in Washington. Where can I get my job where I'm just the 17th string quarterback? So essentially, nobody. so how this kind of works in the NFL is if you're playing with a guy, you kind of know him a little bit. Um, and so like when they move places, they, they bring in the people they know. So they're now so out of people. That they were like, well, you know. I got Josh Jackson. I did a couple years with this guy, Josh Jackson. He was okay. And they're like, hey, I did a couple years with Josh Jackson. He was okay. And so that's now your backup in Washington. You went from Alex Smith, who's had a, a, a decent career in the NFL. I'm not that impressed with him, but he had some impressive years. We looked over his stats, uh, the Savage and I. And he, was, he wasn't too bad. Um, you go from Alex Smith to Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, not good. Like, there's just no conversation about it. As an NFL starter, not good. College, fine. NFL, no. Colt McCoy to Mark Sanchez, definitely not. And now Mark Sanchez is your starter, and the guy behind him is a guy by, by the name of Josh Jackson who has thrown, I think, all of like seven career balls his whole NFL career. Amazing. Right. Meanwhile, there's a guy sitting at home that nobody even called. Nobody even rang the phone. Nobody even said, hey, Colin, do you want to come out here for literally four games? Stir more controversy by bringing back a guy who has a Super Bowl appearance. Well, and the, and the problem is the politics of it, but listen, you're already a mess. Right. You brought Nobody, in Ruben Foster. Nobody likes you. You, br- you. you guys picked up a player that had to be deactivated by the NFL themselves. They were really afraid you were going to use him. Adrian Peterson admits he still hits his kids. Uh, you've broken two quarterbacks' legs. You went from first place of the division to now if Philly wins again, they're still in it, and you're essentially out of it at that point because Philly's beaten you already. And your backup is Josh Jackson. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you're nervous all around at this point. Mark Sanchez, like, that's not anybody That's not anybody you hang a hat on. Right. Um, so it's a mess for the Washington Redskins. They've lost three in a row. They're coming into this week. The Giants are going to come in. The Giants are probably going to beat them. Um, I mean, honestly. It, it's a division game. Poor, poor Eli Manning with his terrible team will still somehow squeak ahead. Well, it's a division game, and division games are always close. But then beyond that, one team is on their fourth quarterback. Right. <laughs> I mean, what the, other you, one, the other one's a Super Bowl winner. Right. I, th- I think Eli can handle the pressure there. Um, and then that's the thing is if, if, Washington loses, if Washington loses again, it's four in a row and they went from first place in the division to meeting the Texans and losing four in a row and being out of the playoff hunt. So, uh, side note, just break all your quarterback's legs and just get them to Man, their apparently eighth a, string quarterback and maybe a win. It was a real bad break, apparently, for Alex. So bad that TV didn't air it after the first replay. Which is real bad. 
I I typically don't look those up because I I like I've I've had enough broken bones to know how it feels and so I, I you don't like to watch it no I don't because it hurts it hurts <laughs> you're like Ooh. I know that pain I don't I don't I, I don't wish I don't wish those injuries on anybody but the idea that it was so bad that within hours of being at the hospital they had to have surgery and they're talking about he'll never come back they're talking about more than likely they're they're not sure if they rescued his career that's real bad yeah they're like he'll walk and run again for sure well, he's a Prob- football guy. Prob- probably probably. Pro- probably. Maybe. 70 30. S- 65. 65. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's Pinhead City. It's been a real bad month for Washington. If you're a Redskins fan, I, I feel bad for you, but. You went from first to falling apart. <laughs> yeah, you went from first to nothing but trouble real fast. That's the NFL, though. If you look, man, so Pittsburgh lost um, Sunday night, right? To the San Diego Chargers. Remember with the three offsides in a row? Yep. Um, so they lose Sunday night. They're now only a half game above Baltimore, whose starter is hurt. Their backup is winning, though. So they're not down anything. They're 6-6, six, six, and Pittsburgh's 7-6-1. and one. Oh, no. So it's only a half game. And I think they I think they play each other either this week or next week. So that's going to get settled real quick. That's wild. Um, so it's it's a it's a fast thing in the league where, oh, you lost two in a row? Uh, uh, oh, uh, quicksand. Uh, uh, oh, your starting quarterback got hurt? Quicksand. Oh, your running back can't shut up? Oh, you brought Ruben Foster in? Oh, you're on your fourth quarterback? Like, <laughs> so bad. It's not good. It's not good. All right. With that being said, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more ball control for you. Ball control. Speaking of ball control, hey, this is Kevin Smith. want to say what's up to ball control. And I'm happy to be in Conroe, Texas today. Ball control. Welcome back to the current edition of Ball Control. I was going to say another edition. Like, we just started the half hour mark. (laughs) Episode number nine. Yeah. (laughs) That's way off. What are we on? Twelve. Oh. Remember when we hit our 10th anniversary? No, I black out a lot. <laughs> when they do the behind the music, they're going to be like, I don't know how this guy did what he did for so long. Like, <laughs> I don't even know where he is right, right now. Right. No, yeah. Uh, you, you ever watched the 30 for 30 on like Ric Flair? You nope. ever watch that? No. No? So at one point he sits down. First of all, Ric Flair, just he'll just flat out tell you. He just traveled the country drinking and, and doing things. Okay. Guy was busy. And by things, I mean people. And by people, I mean women. He was real busy. Uh, but at one point, he tells a doctor he goes to see a ther- a sports therapist, because uh, because he's been he he's been drinking and traveling forever, and they they think he might be a little crazy. Or I think he had to do a physical to come back to the WWE or something like that. So he's talking to the doctor, and basically he goes, they're like, okay, uh, how much do you drink? And he's like, uh, a case of beer and probably a, a bottle day. of whiskey. And they're like, okay, is that a week, a month? He's like, no, that's like a day. And they're like, are you lying? They're like. For how long? And he's like, uh... 20 years. He's like, since 1962. And they're like, no one could do that and be alive. And he's like, me. Me. That's how I did it. That's what I do. It's like, I wrestle, I go home, and I drink a case of beer and a bottle of whiskey back in the hotel room. That's how I get down. That's the Ric Flair diet. <laughs> and somehow he was alive. Yeah, you know, granted, like, he was never the guy in the best of shape. And as he got older, it just got flabbier and sadder. But he was never fat. 
Um, Somehow. Right, yeah. Well, it may have been all the alcohol poisoning. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah when, you, when you puke all, all of your calories back up, you're not gaining a lot of weight. Like, now that that's a good diet, don't do that. Seek help. Um, but <laughs> That's a Ric Flair day. <laughs> that, those, those were Ric Flair days, that's for sure. Uh, also, you know, he was pretty athletic. So, you know, he was doing he was busy lifting people and being lifted and all that. <laughs> he um, picks things up, puts them back down. He does. He, people specifically. He doesn't even pick up heavy stuff, just people. Um anyway, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what started me on that. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Rick Flair died. Rick No, Rick Flair's still alive. <laughs> Got still living. I said diet. Oh, the Rick Flair diet. Yeah. We can uh, he's still alive. No. Yeah, he's definitely still alive. Matter of fact, he was just on one of the sports shows as like a special guest like last <laughs> special week. Special guest, Ric Flair. Also, all your all the rappers of your generation like him. Uh, one of them did a song called "Like Ric Flair," performed performed it on Conan, and Ric Flair came and performed with him. Nice. Walked around in his robes with a bunch of his jewelry on and danced and did the woos when the rapper would point to him. That's awesome. Yeah, Ric Flair. I don't think I had any clue where he was. I have some questions. <laughs> I'm more than okay with this. Yeah, it's fine, dude. Like. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, uh, all that being said, let me tell you about our friends at RNA Sports at 3501 North Fraser. This, this is the big weekend. It's the big one, boys. This is the big one, boys. December 8th, Rudy Tomjanovich. The legend himself. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. That's so cool. He brought two championships to Houston, something that has not been repeated since by anyone. Wild. Anyone. Not in any sport. No one's, no one's brought two championships to Houston since then. Except the WNBA comments, if you feel like counting that. The Dynamos. Did they win two in a row? I don't know. Uh, it may not have been in a row, but they've won two. Did they really? Yeah. I thought, oh, no, you're right. They did. They did win two. Okay, so soccer, I think we have to count at this point. Soccer, I feel like, has risen enough right. in the psyche. The WNBA, I don't feel like it Right, has. now that they have their own stadium, and they don't have to play at the college <laughs> right. stadium anymore. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I'll give them that. Okay, so only the Dynamo have repeated. Fair enough. That's good. That's a big deal. I'm not going to acknowledge the comments. I don't really feel like acknowledging WNBA. It's it's <laughs> uh, the WNBA. Yeah, I I have nothing. I like I s- <laughs> just keep sighing. Yeah. Him. Anyway, uh, go see Rudy T. December eighth, December 9th, The Sandlot guy, the guy, some of the guys from the Sandlot are going to be there. Uh, it's going to be awesome. The rumor is that Rudy T. does such few public appearances. That some other rockets might just come by in just order to, to hang out. out. Yeah. So you don't know who you're going to bump into this Saturday at RNA Sports. That's a crazy thing to think about. I like that he's like kind of reclusive because his career, other than other than those championships, it's just a lot of coaching on like okay teams. Um, so it's kind of interesting. It, you know, he for that window, he was he was plugged in real good. Right. Um, he was he was focused. Okay, so he was like, I'm gonna win these. <laughs> this is gonna be a short segment here because we were long on the last one, but then we got some stuff I want to try and get to here. Kevin Durant throwing shade at LeBron. LeBron. Kevin Durant saying that the reason some guys might not go to LA in the next year or two is because some guys may not like playing on such a toxic team because LeBron pushes his teammates so hard. Toxic team. Meanwhile, Kevin Durant literally just got a guy suspended for arguing with him on the team he's on. So, uh, if we're talking about, I've never seen, I've never seen someone get suspended uh, on on a LeBron team. I haven't. Right. Uh, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. He he expects them to play. He expects them to earn it. He expects them to go out and do defense right. and all that. He tell ta- he holds them to standards. 
they earned the rotation minutes. You know what, man? Like LeBron is is the best basketball player in the game alive right now, and I think that's just a fact. He's a, he, you can't argue that he's the greatest active player right now, and anyone who wants to try and make someone else better is is just not being honest. Right. Um, and it and also comes with the fact that he's he's not just a great basketball player; he's a great leader. Right. He he has expectations, and he holds people to him. That's something that he, it seems like he learned that in Miami, when it was him and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh together. These were three guys of at the time, believed equal talent. And it started to become who takes shots and who does what and blah, blah, blah. And LeBron said, okay, all right, there's too much question. There's too much uncertainty. I'm going to take the reins here. Everyone follow my lead. And that's what they did. And then when he came to Cleveland, it's him by himself. And he says, he tells Cleveland when he gets there, there's some rookies there. He says, I don't want to play with the new guys. I need veterans. We're going to win right now. The expectation isn't to wait it out and grow some people. The expectation is everyone plays defense and contributes now. So they go and they get Kevin Love, and it's Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, and they win a title in Cleveland, which Cleveland had never had happened in the entire history of the franchise. Uh, Kevin Durant doesn't have that story. Right. Kevin Durant goes to a team that lost in the finals to Cleveland so that he could be the extra piece to get them over Cleveland. Now, first of all, if I'm Golden State, I don't blame them at all. There's a there's another great player who wants to join you to help you win a title. If you don't do it, then you're going to be competing against LeBron for the next three years, and there's going to be a coin toss every time. So you need to do what you can to win. I, I don't blame them at all. If if I'm Kevin Durant, I want to win a title, so I go. I don't know. I don't think I say anything. I think I just shut my mouth and I win a title. And then I either leave or I stay. And then if I stay, okay, then I'm a Golden State Warrior from here on out. But if I leave. I've got my ring, and now I can go somewhere and just be Kevin Durant again. Maybe then I start talking. But while I'm on Golden State, I don't say anything because I'm clearly ring chasing on this team. Right. Clearly. Um, so we're kind of up against this. So we didn't get to get to the other stuff I wanted to talk about. Which we can come back to it in the next segment. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I it's like the show has more segments or something. You're not my real dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to jump out of here. When we come back, we got more ball control coming your way. Ball control. Ball control. Welcome back to more ball control. This is Corey DLG, and with me, as always, is little brother Nico. Hey guys. Um, shout out to RNA Sports, of course. And so we're sitting here. We got some more stuff in the NBA I wanted to get to. So Nico pointed out so rudely that we have a whole other segment, a whole one. So I guess we can do whatever we want here. It's our show. Uh, so we're going to stay right here in the NBA. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a name. You're going to act like you know him. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. Hassan Whiteside. Nope, never heard of him. Okay. Um, he was a guy who, he's huge, first of all. He's like seven foot. And at first, in the NBA, there was he got taken in the second round. He uh, No, he was undrafted, I believe. And he came up, and he played in Miami right after LeBron left, okay? All right. And, uh, eh. okay, player. Oh, actually, that's his return. Let me let me backtrack a little bit. So he wound up somewhere. He started somewhere else first in the NBA, and it was bad. It was bad, and he he washed out. Done. Gone. Bye bye. He went over. He went overseas though. And overseas, he I think he kind of. Sometimes these guys have just been surrounded by yes men their whole time, and they're young, and they just think that they can that they know better than everyone else, and they don't want to hear it. 
And then when they get sent home and they got to go play in Turkey for a year and they don't know the language and they're the odd man out and they're having to figure stuff out and, they're, and they all of a sudden have to learn, swallow their pride, shut up and play a sport or just or grow up and go home and be a real, a real boy. Uh, I can't play basketball. Right. <laughs> but all I know is basketball. Well, then you better figure it out. And that's what Hassan Whiteside did. He, he, he oversees, he averaged a double-double. And so he comes back and he plays in Miami, and all of a sudden the more minutes they give him, the better, the better they are. And he's he's a great guy around the rim. He's a, he's a ring he's a rim protector. He's a great defender. All of a sudden, Hassan Whiteside's a guy you want on your team. Uh, he had signed a couple years, uh, a couple years. They went up. He then got a hundred million dollar contract from Miami. Pretty good. Well, the NBA has been changing now over these last few years, also though. So now. Shooters shoot, and the inside is almost kind of forgotten a little bit. You've been watching some NBA here today. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, so all that being said, Hassan Whiteside now doesn't play a lot in the fourth quarters of games. He's a $100 million player. Right. Uh, that's not good. He's supposed to be one of the stars of your team. It's supposed to be somebody you can count on, but he doesn't shoot free throws, and he doesn't shoot threes, and he's not spreading the floor, and he's not getting rebounds. So what is he doing? Right. He's not helping anybody in the fourth quarter. When they need possessions, when they need shots, when they need makes, when they need free throws – He's not on the floor. And it's to the point now where yesterday in a game, or Tuesday Tuesday in a game, he walked off the court during the f- uh, with a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter. Whoa. Went and sat in the locker room. Oh, man. That's a sports no-no. That is. Why would you do that? Um, he d- is there a reason? He doesn't hide his feelings. Now, what he told the media was that he had to go. He had, he had a restroom issue. Okay. Um, boo-boo on that. All right. Uh, the deal is he hasn't been shy about saying he's not happy that he's not playing fourth quarters. He's always been emotional. He's always been an emotional guy. He's always been honest with the media, which is why the media likes him. But it is a problem on your franchise when a guy you give $100 million to walked away is sitting there telling the media, yeah, I want, I want, there's things that I'm not happy about on this team. If I give you $100 million and you're not happy, you better just come see me, and you better not tell those guys with the recorders and the pens and the paper. That's right. not how that works. It's not how it works at all. So Let me know why. Right. Let's see if there's something I can do before you, I start reading about it in the paper because now we just have a bad locker room. And so Miami's having issues. They're not winning a lot. Goran Dragic, their starting point guard, he's been he's been out hurt. And Hassan Whiteside's not playing, and they're not winning. Um, so expect to hear that name, I feel like, middle of the season, right around February, the trade deadline. Hassan Whiteside, that's going to be one of those names that, that, that pops up. Good player, but he's basketball has changed. Oh, oh, I do want to touch on this while we're doing this. This isn't basketball. This is college football related. Okay. Remember Back early the in the show. Worst thing ever. Worst thing ever. Well, yeah. Early in the show, remember uh, episodes one or two, I told you Urban Meyer is probably done this year. Right. He announced his retiring at the end of the season. There you go. We see the future. Boom. Man, I got my I got my finger on the pulse of things. I you really do. Like, I'm always surprised. You're always like, hey, about this thing. And then it, like, always just comes up, like, but, like, weeks and weeks right. later. Right, weeks and weeks later. Mike D'Antoni uh, is still on the clock. I, I think by February he's gone because uh, the Rockets aren't winning. But, uh, but yeah, Urban Meyer, um, here was the, here's, here's the way I saw it. So, Urban, uh, when he went to Ohio, he did this in Florida already once. He has a history of leaving programs, okay? So when he left Florida, they had, they I believe it just won a title, or had just competed for one, and then out of the blue he's like I'm done, and he won two national titles in Florida, and he was already like a national figure at that point for University of Florida, and they were already competing every year for the national title games and blah blah blah, just like Alabama does now. It was Florida before them, okay, and Urban Meyer's the one who did that, 
And all of a sudden, he just said, he said, you know what? Out of the blue. He just said, I need family time. I need time with my family. We just got stuff we got to deal with. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And I, at the time, took that to mean, this is me personally, not saying this is a news story. This is how I felt. I read that, that he did something wrong. Uh, I personally, personally, I think he cheated and his wife found out. I think he had a, a something on the side on campus. And the wife found out and was like, you need to come home. So he did. So he did. About two years later, all of a sudden, Ohio State opens up, and that's his school. He's an alumni from there. So he takes what is he quote-unquote says is his dream job. Um, everything's clear sailing. He's beating, he's beating Michigan every year. He's going to national title games. They've already won a national title. And then all of a sudden, he gets in trouble with the Zach Smith story, which, which is the wife-beater guy. He gets suspended the first three games of the season because he didn't handle it right. Then in the interview afterwards, he sounds like a total jerk where they're basically – he denies any wrongdoing. He, he calls some of the things in the port report misleading. He doesn't want to admit anything that he did anything wrong at that point. That to me was – that was it. I circled that. I said, okay, here's the guy who doesn't take any responsibility for his, for his actions, and by the way, the school blamed him for everything. So if I'm the alumni, if I'm the golden boy, and I love this school, and I came out of retirement for this school, and now they're mad at me, oh, they better not. I gave them a national title. So I could I I I, I circled I'm it done. then. I said Urban Meyer's leaving after this year. Then they lost to Purdue. Now they're out of the they're out of the college playoffs. They're playing in a bowl game. So he announced a successor. He's going to coach the bowl game. The bowl game is his last game. He's done. Pulse, yes. pulse. I'm on the pulse of things. Um. So things that I'm things that I'm right on. That's that was that happened. Um. There's also one other one I wanted to get to. Markel Fultz. Remember we talked about him. Yes. The number one draft pick who has the touch of the touches. Uh huh. Um, they finally have diagnosed him with an actual medical condition. Oh, wow. Okay. It's uh, thoracic something or other. It's a nerve condition where he has trouble with the feeling, therefore the control of his arm as he pushes it out and extends it. Wow. What a Hence shooting. What a horribly specific disease. <laughs> Apparently there's been two pitchers at Major League Baseball that dealt with it. Neither one of them were ever able to overcome it and come back when it developed for both of them. Their careers essentially ended. Um, that's not a good sign. It's not, but basketball is a totally different sport. They're saying with three to six weeks of rehab, he more than likely come back for it. Worst case scenario, if it's uncontrollable and they can't control it, they go in and they remove a portion of a rib. What? To take pressure off the nerve. Oh, huh. Interesting. So, to me, this changes the story a lot on him. Because everyone has been basically hinting, us included, everyone else, that it's something to do with his head. But... Now there's an actual thing, and it's something that got missed by all the team doctors and the team people and all of these people and all these specialists. Finally, it was his agent and his lawyer, remember, who notified the team that, hey, Markel Fultz is going to get some some more opinions because he's not happy here. Something's wrong. Something's really wrong. And it turned out. It turned out something is wrong, and this is something that can be diagnosed and corrected. Now, to me, it goes one of two ways. If this works and he gets his feeling back and he can start shooting again and it's comfortable, great. Great, because this guy was the number one number one pick overall in 2017. Right, that's a kind of a big deal. If this if this just becomes an issue though, this is just another this is another in a long line of athletes who number one. It's like Icarus, like they cl- they too close to the, the sun, sun, and then something happens, and that's it, that's it. So Marco Fultz is now on a precipice here, and it's going to be about how he rehabs this and if he can get over it. If he can overcome it. Then this is a guy who on a team we watched. We watched Philadelphia and Toronto tonight. Philadelphia last night. It was a they're a good team. 
They are. Uh, Toronto's a good team. I think Toronto probably is going to be in the Eastern Con- in the in the conference in the championship this year. I think. I, th- I think they're going to walk away with it. Well, they have the insane record right now, twenty-one and five. Well, and also teams like Boston that are supposed to rival them are struggling, uh, which I said would happen once all those guys got healthy. Now everyone's healthy and everyone's had success. Now they got to deal with some. Con- now they got to deal with some conflict, and that's a hard thing for young teams to overcome. The Celtics have been struggling. I said that was going to happen. Um, this is one of those things. This is one of those things where he's on a precipice. If he can get better, if he can get over it, great. So uh, this is either the, the rise or fall of Markel Fultz. Fultz. Right. This is it. You don't you don't normally see it as clear as this. This is a really easy one to see. He's either going to get over this or he won't, and that's going to determine everything. It's not usually this simple. It usually <laughs> it's it's usually a lot more complicated, a little more convoluted. Well, and it, it usually it's just out of the blue. You're like, man. Uh, well, okay. Um, a couple years ago, it was a guy by the name of Bennett. He had a, they had to have shoulder, sur- shoulder surgery. He was number one overall pick, but he never played. Okay? Didn't play his whole rookie season because he had the shoulder surgery. And right. He killed and blah, blah, blah. And he just, it just he never launched. He never launched. So it's a very quiet fade. You forget he ever even existed. By the third year, you forget who was number one three years ago in the draft. Then when he gets named in a trade somewhere, you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Whatever happened to that guy? Did he ever? Oh, I guess I guess he Did did we? come back and play. Oh. Weird. Huh. Nerlens Noel was a great college player. He was the first great big man before the the eyebrows. Uh, Philadelphia took him while he had a he just had a knee surgery. Okay, they took him number one overall. And they stashed him for a year. When his contract was up, his, it was time to sign an extension. They weren't ready to give him a bunch of money because he'd only played like two years at that point. So this year he's uh, it's either I think it's Dallas he's playing for this year, um, and he's playing on like a one year deal. And it's it's simply to prove that he's healthy and ready to go finally. Because you take these young kids, 18, 19 years old, then they have a major thing go wrong with their body. And they've got to bring it back. And then the other part of basketball, sports, well, I say this all the time, sports is mental. It's, it's, it's great to be physically gifted, but it's all mental. Right. And so these guys have to get that confidence back and relearn the game and learn their place in it and learn what they can do and what they can't do, their spots on the floor, the, the moments where they need to shine, the moments where they need to pass it. These are hard things to grasp for a young person where they fit into a system. And so you see these guys develop. And so, like, this is a real interesting moment for him because it's literally one that's black and white. He's either going to get it or he won't. Uh, That being said, you know what you won't get? Any more ball control because we're taking a break. We're done. We're out. We'll be back next week. Uh, Big shout-out to RNA Sports. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Everyone have a great day. Enjoy your NFL. Colts or Jaguars Titans is that what I said Jaguars Titans Leonard Fournette here we go give me 25 points (laughs) 25 points all right Nico get us out of here ball control